exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. I'm forced to drive on campus because of my numerous duties. I, I do have a... You're uh, a very important person. Well, I have a problem with just regular undergraduate students driving on campus because mommy and daddy front the bill for their apartment off campus. But uh, I have to drive on campus because I, I'm a TA and grad student and I have to be on campus a lot, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't mean I don't pay for it. But what I'm trying to get to is the trains really piss me off. Uh, I, there's probably, I'm sure, Dr. Marzak, who just walked in the room. I'm sure Way to he show up on time. He, I'm sure here. he has an answer for this. But why is it? First of all, as far as I know, almost like three quarters of the trains that are screwed, like always stop right on Farm Lane. There was a train there stopped today for like ten minutes. Oh, and they're always empty. Like all the carts are always empty, and their trains going from Mexico to Canada. Right? Am I right? CN trains? I, uh, so why... You're, you're on a different wavelength here. You okay, mm-hmm. so why is it... This is my point. There's how many crossings right on... There's First of all, there's two different sets of tracks yeah. on campus. Yeah. How many crossings are there? I mean, there's Harrison. There's, there's Farm Lane. Farm Lane. There's Hagedorn. Hagedorn. Then there's also the ones that go across uh, over by the Natural Resources Building. Whatever. There's how many crossings, and not one of these has a bridge? Or, or the trains go underground or above yeah, ground, for God's sakes? Well, the worst is over on Harrison Road. There's like five lights. Yeah. Because there's a light before the tracks, there's a light that after the, the tracks. That is the most poorly designed piece it's of road. It's terrible. On the I hate driving on Harrison Road. I will not do it. It is absolutely, absolutely terrible. To do it. Yeah. And I, we, have, we have an engineering school, for God's sakes, and mm-hmm. we don't want, we have trains that have tunnels or bridges. Hey, man. Urban planning school, too. You know how Come many on. times when I, when I was an undergrad that I parked out in the commuter lot that I had to jump, like a train was stopped right there on Farm Lane, I just jumped on the train and jumped across the track because mm-hmm. I got so tired of waiting? Mm-hmm. Isn't there some sort of law where trains aren't allowed to stop and block no. intersections? Well, they're, I don't know, but they, they have to obey certain speed limits during the day. I do know that. Well, here's my point. If I, there's, there's two train tracks uh, on Farm Lane, and one train had completely stopped and was stopped there for a long time so another train could pass it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just make those train tracks a little further apart so trains could go by mm-hmm. uh, at the same time and not hold up traffic for like an 20 minutes? An excellent point. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even an engineer. No. That's incredible. Incredible. You should see how pissed off I get while I'm in my truck. I believe uh, it. uh, Screaming at the train. Uh, That's fantastic. Uh, Another thing I want to complain about before we open the show. If I hear one more person, this is what grinds practice. This is what grinds my gears. If I heard one more person complain about the weather today, I'm going to punch him in the face. I loved it. No, I. This is the thing. Oh my God, it's snowing. It's only October. You're in Michigan. You know you're in Michigan. Totally. You chose to come to Michigan State University. Yeah. You know that it could... I can remember for the 27 years that I've been in Michigan, at least half of them we've had over six inches of snow on the ground for Halloween. I I pray every year for snow on Halloween. I can always remember. Big snowstorms nights before Halloween. Yeah. I love it. Snow is so fun. Stop complaining about the weather. And and the brakes went out in my truck this morning, too. So it's been an even more special day for me because I still am driving it around. (laughs) What? Hey, I have to hit, like, my brake pedal has to hit the floor, and then I get some friction. So I'm driving around at, so like, 15 maybe miles an hour. So you out a brake line? Did you think about that, maybe? Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's okay, though. I'm just going to let it leak in the maintenance parking lot up there. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. And by the way, uh, speaking of driving, um, wh- how- 
I was an undergrad for how long here at MSU? Like and, eight, nine years. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I lived in the dorms for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, I lived in Cedar Village for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, I also commuted from um, what I call Gay Perry uh, because I'm from Perry. <laughs> uh, I also commuted there and parked in the commuter lot. Yeah. The, fir- the closest I got to campus, aside from summer courses, because those don't count, uh, to driving on campus was parking in the commuter lot. Yeah. And yet, it seems like every year, uh, I see more and more kids driving to class, yeah. regardless of whether they get tickets or not. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can actually side on the, the part of, and, and oh my God, shoot me because I'm getting old, but I can actually side on the part of MSU parking for that reason. It's a, listen, I'm one of those guys. I will drive to class, um, and I will park at a meter, and I will pump coins into the meter, and every once in a while I get a ticket. When I get a ticket, I get a ticket. That's fine. I broke the law. I have no complaints about that. But it's, it's not really a law. It's a law. Let's. It is a law. It is. And so, um, you know, I, that's fine. It, I mean, I hate paying the tickets and I hate getting them, but, you know, I drive to class. It's just more convenient for me. It's, you know, I, I, it saves me a lot of time and I'm a busy guy, so I got a lot of stuff. I got well, business, you know. We know how important you are. I am, kind of. I'm the Spartan of the Year. Uh, indeed. <laughs> Reigning Spartan of the Year, Reigning Spartan of the Year. That's right. I've only got a couple more months here left in my reign, so I'm gonna have to take advantage of it. Uh, <laughs> I just, I guess, I don't get it. I mean, okay, I'm all for one seeing a Jeep Grand Cherokee or Jeep Liberty with the Dave Matthews Band sticker on the back, full of hot sorority chicks. That's totally cool. Yeah, and totally. That's, that's happened all throughout time. Yeah, uh, here uh, since yeah. time started at MSU. That's true. <laughs> First there was Earth, and then <laughs> there were humans, and then there were hot sorority chicks. Uh, hot sorority <laughs> chicks. Uh, but it just seems like more and more it's just a, a, a pain um, for me, and that's my. If, if something's a pain for me, then it's a problem. It's, oh, so now I now I know what really grinds Brock's gears. That's right. That was fantastic. I think radio. part of my problem is lately. Um, I w- I've been. Pulling a couple shifts down at that other radio station in Chicago every once in a while. You. Uh, and uh, the drive, the commute, that's one job where the commute really sucks. Because no. if, if best best time, it's like seven-hour round trip. So um, they, uh, it's an alternative radio station who used to run Loveline. And I'm surprised at how many people, even at this radio station here at The Impact, do not know what love line is they don't know what love line they, is they're like what, what's love that line? was like a juggernaut in radio and tv for years love line is um, it still on it yeah. is but it's only with dr drew because adam carolla took over uh adam carolla is doing a morning show out in la because after the whole howard stern debacle of him leaving terrestrial radio uh making the biggest mistake of his life in going to uh satellite <laughs> radio uh adam carolla took over a morning show uh it's like free fm out in uh, la but dr judy Dr. Judy, no, it's Dr. Drew. No, there was, on Love Lines, there was Dr. Judy before there was Dr. Drew. Yeah, but that was years ago. I thought that's what you were talking about. You're old. Well, you're talking Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew has been on Love Line for, what, like eight or nine years he, now. I didn't know he was still doing Love He Lines. does it by himself now. Wow, and that must still, be unfunny. Well, here's the thing. It's still based <laughs> out of K-Rock in yeah. L.A., but um, a lot of stations began to drop Love Line, um, in the past few years, when I used to work at the Edge here in town, the Edge had Love Line for yeah, years. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the station down in Chicago that I worked also had Love Line, and they used to they have backup discs for like you know Best of Love Line for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So uh, I borrowed uh, a couple of those CDs to make nice. copies of uh, 
of my own versions of Loveline, and I've been listening to the genius that is Adam Carolla yeah. uh, way too often. He was, I think, at his comedic peak on Loveline, yeah. and the Man Show was pretty funny, but him, Adam Carolla on his own, not so funny. I wouldn't listen to that talk show, I think. I, you know, I, if you go to the website for that, it, it's really, it's like, it's really a half-assed website, and it doesn't look very funny. <laughs> it looks like somebody, like, your first CSE class that you had in college that you had to build a website for an assignment, that's what it looks like. Uh, and they're actually asking for people, um, this is the kind of thing they have on this website. I don't know why I'm going into this, but um, they have a contest to see who, uh, what listener can book the biggest guest because apparently the booking person for the show can't do very well. Wow. They're also asking for submissions for material to use on the show because they don't have enough. It's That's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. We should do that at the Impact. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we do that already. We already get... Uh, Brock got a show. Conti- yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. An excellent point. So something else we're going to talk about a little later. I'm just bringing it up now because John brought it up to me about two minutes I before did. the show started. I didn't realize that it happened, but uh, uh, four MSU Spartan football players got in a fight last week? Yeah. Fantastic. They totally beat the hell out of a couple guys up at Capstone. <coughs> Bobby Williams. They're still on the football team. <coughs> yeah, isn't that Imagine that. Well, wow. They are suspended ind- indefinitely. Huh? Oh, discipline? good for John L. Smith. Way to suspend them indefinitely. They're going to be back in two games when we lose lose two more games and he's like really desperate yeah. i know what i can do i can totally eliminate all discipline from my team even more by letting these guys yeah. who assaulted two punk kids play on national tv that's a great <laughs> idea john l smith is an idiot oh john do you guys Porter. see the clip of him like two or three weeks ago smacking himself cnn.com it was the most played it was the most are play. you kidding me yeah. and he still has a job he's just like oh god john l smith should be fired no, right now here's my here's my thing <laughs> I think. Are you listening, President Simon? Fire him right now. I think it's more of a Ron Mason thing. But yeah, it is. I think that um, for some reason, I think that MSU likes that continual kind of. Um, we've never been anything as far as football goes. We've never been anything else but the, the team that collapses at the last minute yeah. has some coach right. that's really like off the wall. Besides, you know, uh, George Perlis wasn't wasn't really that guy. But uh, so you're saying that it's really our cast to be the perpetual it is. underdog. It is. We're the underdog who never actually achieves anything. Dude, all you need to do is go to ESPN.com <laughs> and look at any number of articles about MSU football, and yeah. they're all they all say the same thing. Oh yeah, the Knicks the Knicks saving years were pretty good. Fantastic. Uh, we've got actually got a caller, so this should be interesting. Uh, Impact Happy, or you're on the air. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Just uh, thought I'd let you know. I, I listen to Loveline still on the Internet, and I still listen to Adam Kroll's morning show on the Internet. I, and uh, Drew has a new co-host. They were talking for a while that it was going to be Rob Schneider. Which yeah, it's, it's, yeah. his name's Stryker. Stryker's been there for a while. Stryker, yeah, he's a he is the uh, I think he's the midday jock at K Rock in L A. Man, talk yeah. about two swamp donkeys. Yeah. So is it any? Is it still? I don't listen to it, what? but is it it's still? It's good because they bring in a lot of guest hosts. Like uh, on September fifth, they had Norm Macdonald, they had Papa Roach, you know, they had uh, Joel McHale Roach, who hosts wow. talk show Talk Soup. They had Joel McHale. Oh yeah, yeah. They always bring in like uh, David Allen Greer once in a while. Oh, Dag's great. You know, why don't they bring uh, in some Ron, chicks? Ron Seriously, from Office Space was on there. His how is uh, how is Adam Carolla's morning show on Free FM? That is good when he, when you get Adam Carolla going off on the rants like he used to do. He still does that. He keeps talking about the Red Turn Arrows and 
You know, he'll talk about how people need to stand up for this country, that kind of thing. Um, the, the people around him kind of bring the show down. Adam brings it up, they bring it down, so it comes up to a happy medium. So the good news on the Internet, you can fast forward through all the, all the other stuff. Fantastic. So yeah. are you doing this legally? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's legal stuff. Because Adam Crow, there's, you, you went to the website that's for the radio station, but there's another one where they podcast the sections of the show, and that's perfectly legal, and they, they have a sponsor. I think it's Bud Light or something that just does a little thing before their little podcast. Oh, okay. they'll, they'll do like 15-minute blocks at a time. Well, I'll have to check that out. I appreciate it. And the uh, Loveline's on there, too. Like, lovelinearchive.com has all, all the shows. Oh, yeah. That, even I'm... the old-school stuff from Adam Crow, it's great stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I've been listening nonstop for the past week, and it just okay. uh, blows me away of how he ever left that show because that was the best thing he ever did. I oh, think. it's but... money. He, uh, Adam told a story that because of the um, Howard Stern thing, Howard Stern got a lot of money to, to go to Sirius. Oh, yeah. And then Adam Crow, he, he, combined it, he uh, compared it to Brad Pitt leaving Jennifer Aniston. And then Brad Pitt, he goes in, Jolie, which is serious. And then Jennifer Aniston is terrestrial radio. Adam Kroll says, sure, I'll get a chance to do Jennifer Aniston. I might not be as good as Brad Pitt was, but hey, I'll take the shot. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Nice. That was Adam. a story. It was a great story. Adam Kroll. Well, thanks for calling. We appreciate yeah. the input. Yeah, good night, guys. Hey, thanks, you too, man. Bye-bye. I, I'm going to have to search that out now. You are we are? sure that wasn't Adam Carolla using one of those <laughs> voice-changing boxes? Yeah, right. Like running it through a soundboard with a you know, 25-year-old no, college I, kid voice? I know. I think... I think Adam Carolla is a genius. He used to get he used to get in trouble on Loveline all the time from the program director uh, because they thought he went off on on tangents too much and he talked too much. Like he used to get yelled at, and he'd really? always make fun of the program director on the show about how crappy gear they had at the radio station. It's uh, it was fantastic. But uh, we're totally God. It's 15 minutes in the show, and I have yet to talk about one of the things that's on my list. So. Well, Brock, before we get any farther, I stepped in and I uh, I came with presents. Oh, for you. I like presents. What'd you bring? Be- um, beer? No. Oh. no. But that'll be later. <laughs> um, but I was down at like in Lansing at like, uh, the second-hand stores, and for a nominal fee, I was able to acquire some great presents Uh-oh. for you. First one is a CD by our friends Hanson, entitled oh, Snowed yeah. In. Oh, is this the Christmas album? Yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe they got this much money for it. So, and so you'll be able to listen to that, and then you'll recall <laughs> all of the Hanson songs that you also know uh, from their debut, uh, Middle of Nowhere, so I also picked up that oh, one for you. Oh, and, uh, I love You know, I heard Umbop on the radio the other day, and I was, I was visibly excited. Like did if, I? If you looked at me, you you would say, "Hey, that kid's listening to Mbop." <laughs> did uh, Did I tell you that Taylor Hansen emailed me the other day? No, really. Oh yeah, he wanted to know how the impact was doing. Uh, let me tell you this: we, for those of you that don't know, we brought Hansen into the studio. Uh, how long ago was that? Now last it was last it was, fall. Must it was have been seven eight. Yeah, years it was last ago. fall. That was. Um, November 3rd. And it was uh, election day. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and they went off because I know a number of people at other colleges or went to see them. Um, they did nothing but brag about the impact of every show they played after they came here, like in Chicago, in uh, Indiana. It was fantastic. <laughs> they loved the impact, they, and the impact loved them, man. They, they were cool. Yeah. Hanson is welcome to come back yeah. anytime. They were way cool. And I, also welcome to make another hit record. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. I, their movie still hasn't uh, 
They, they haven't released it. I don't they, know what it's not. Realize. It doesn't have distribution. What was the name of that? I don't remember. I'm sure it's on. It's the, on their website. It's I'm on sure. the Hanson website. Well, I have two more presents because you have the CDs, but I had to go a little more old school for it. Uh-huh. So uh, please tell us it's an A track. It, it, it's their records. Uh, this one oh is God. courtesy <laughs> of of Cisco. It's the thong, thong song, song on vinyl. Vinyl, Dude, hard to find. Somebody was it's eating this. Look at this. <laughs> there's <laughs> bite marks on it. Look like human bite marks. Yeah, that, there, there's a radio edit on there, so we can play oh, that later. We are I'm playing sure. the thong, the instrumental of the thong oh, song nice. from Cisco. And then this uh, is why I love Jeremy. And and this is why I actually started uh, getting you presents because I saw this and I was like, oh, this I need to get. Uh, this is the band B Rock and the Biz oh! doing the song, and this is a promotional only copy. Uh, the song "My Baby Daddy." There's an instrumental and an acapella version. <laughs> B Rock and the Biz. Oh my God, that's fantastic. See, the thing is, for years, uh, especially at the Edge, I was known as uh, B Rock or the B Rock. Yes. Um, now I just because I'm old. I go by my Brock uh, That's his name. His name is Brock. Yeah, because that's my real name. But Jeremy, I love you for the... I thank you for these gifts. I knew you'd appreciate them. So why don't we make a a move into movies? Did anybody see any movies this past week? I did. Did anybody see any? I can't remember. Yeah, I did see... Oh, I saw The Departed. I've heard that is one of the best movies ever. Dude, that movie is awesome. It is so good. It's so good. I can't believe, I can't figure out how they could afford <laughs> to make that movie with all the people that were in it. I don't know, man, but it was Matt Damon. I was blown Matt away. Damon. I'm pretty sure they just paid Jack Nicholson in hookers. No. <laughs> the guy's like 70, and yeah, it's still fantastic. He, there's this one, I'm not going to give anything away about the movie, but there's this one scene where Jack Nicholson just like sticks his hand in a bowl full of uh, cocaine. I'm glad you said and bowl just, like, full of cocaine. throws it on these women that he's with, and then like he's like, sniff it until you're numb. And then that's yeah. it. It's just stuck in the middle of these two scenes, and it has nothing to do with the scene before it, and nothing to do with the scene after it. That was actually it. a candid shot. Yeah! So <laughs> it was awesome. actually it wasn't supposed to be in the movie. Martin Scorsese just left the camera like, running. Oh, that's gold. <laughs> oh man, and it had like the like dreamy, like fady kind of like effect on the film, so you could tell that it was like people were high. Oh, dude, it would it made no sense, but it was awesome. It was the number uh, number one movie opening this weekend. Yeah, man, I recommend it to anybody. It was awesome. Uh, that looks really. Cool. The quick synopsis is in in South Boston. Yes. Uh, the st- so did they all have Boston uh, accents See, to go? Matt Damon sounds really good. He's well, actually from yeah. South Boston. Jack Nicholson's was terrible. Oh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's was terrible. But you know what? I didn't care. Because Leonardo DiCaprio is actually really good, too. Here's all the people cast. Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Jack Nicholson, yeah. Vera Farmiga, don't know, Anthony Anderson, Alec Baldwin, yep. uh, Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen, David Who, O'Hara, yeah. Mark Ralston. Yeah. Good lord. There are, and all of them have really good acting performances. There isn't anybody in the movie who is bad. They are all four-star awesome. So if there's that many, like, A-list actors in that movie, they have to, like, be doing it for next to nothing just to make a cool movie. I bet you they do it. Bank on, you know, that's just... It's probably the Martin Scorsese for Best Director (laughs) club that they've... Every movie he makes, he's like, this is my last movie. It's my last movie to try and get people to give him an Academy Award, and then he gets nominated, (laughs) and he doesn't get, like, the award, and he's like, okay... 
This next one. That's my last movie. It's my. He has like <laughs> weekly meetings with like actors. Like, come on, I need some actors. Oh yeah, to, uh, yeah. Come in and, uh, help yeah. Well, me he did this. Gangs of New York, and then he did, the which Aviator. was supposed to be his last movie. Then he did The Aviator, that was supposed to be his last movie. Huh? And then he did this, and this is supposed to be his last movie. And all three of those movies were great. And also, all three let, of them have Leonardo DiCaprio as well. Let, let me mm, tell you something Leo. about the opening weekend of this movie. First of all. It was Martin Scorsese's largest box office yep, opening true. ever. Wow. Yeah. And it was more than double the box office opening of Goodfellas. Really? Wow. Goodfellas was so awesome. I Fantastic. love that. Wow. Which well, was his previous high. Yeah. Something like $12 million was Goodfellas opening. Well, and then, of course, it just became a huge, massive, yeah. awesome film, because that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, why don't I read the uh, synopsis courtesy of Hollywood.com, and you tell me if, the, if it aptly <laughs> okay, puts... Okay, we're judging Hollywood.com yet again. <laughs> uh, yes. they, they are well known for their synopses. That uh, have nothing to do with the movie. That's right. <laughs> this uh, movie, a cowboy western set in Boston. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in South Boston, the state police force is waging war on organized crime. Uh, young undercover cop Billy Costigan... Uh, is a, which is a fantastic South Boston name. Yeah, uh, is assigned to infiltrate the mob syndicate that's run by gangland chief Costello. Yeah, Billy is quickly gaining Costello's confidence. Colin Sullivan, there had to be a Sullivan, a Flannery, or a Hannigan somewhere in here. Uh, <laughs> a hardened young criminal who has infiltrated the police department as a former for the informer for the syndicate. It's rising to position of power in the special investigation unit. Okay, this right. is it like sounds a book. like you already gave it away. Yeah, but the cool thing I think about this movie, just seeing the previews, the previews don't give anything away they just show oh, like yeah. cool scenes yeah. and even with those i'm super excited to see it i, I haven't seen it yet but the, knowing all that means nothing to jack me. nicholson is the mob boss martin sheen is the like head cop in front in charge of this unit right and then what it is is uh leonardo dicaprio plays this costian guy who's sent undercover by the cops to infiltrate the mob unit and matt damon is a mobster who makes it into the police to try and infiltrate the police Fantastic. and like it is so good <laughs> so you're saying you approved John yes Fournier. four stars fantastic well like i said it was the uh the number one movie of the weekend mm -hmm. uh and uh, actually was quickly uh or followed fairly closely uh where's my top five uh, good lord well, what was, what was oh the, the texas chainsaw, chainsaw massacre, massacre was actually oh. pretty close which yeah. really surprises me yeah uh, open season employee of the month Lots of 14-year-olds must have had dates this weekend. Uh, apparently. <laughs> awesome. Would you take a date to the uh, Texas Chainsaw Marzac Massacre? Marzak would. Oh, Marzak yeah. would gladly take Scary a 14-year-old that, to the a, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can remember. <laughs> Indeed. I took a date. Uh, this girl that uh, I particularly wasn't really into, um, because I have a fantastic history of girls that are into me that I have I want nothing to do because with. Because you're better than everybody, bro. It, it, no, it, it's not that. It's a... Uh, it, it, it's, it's the like if I want something to do with a chick, she doesn't want anything Brock, to do with me. It's and because well, as soon as you see a chick eat something, you're just turned off. This is true. Oh, uh, oh but anyway, man. I took her to see uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> the first like ten uh, minutes, it was nice. Pretty, it was pretty fantastic. Amber and I, our first movie was Black Hawk Down. <laughs> wow, I love that story. My that first is... movie with Chelsea was uh, The Matador. Which was a good movie, but kind of a confusing movie for a date because it's just like two acts and it's really weird. But. See, but I ladies, I'm currently single, so call, <laughs> call the radio station and we can go he on our DateEricMarzak.com. He will take you to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I used to work at a movie theater, and every fr 
Friday and Saturday night, if there was a scary movie, you'd see just like these hordes of sleazy guys coming in with dates. Like, yeah, they're going to be scared. And they're going to want to. Hold me. Yeah, they're going to touch me. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Nice. Yeah, so if you're a sleazy guy, Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, is out. Yeah. I'll take a note <laughs> of that. Do you happen to know the showing times? I, I, we'll look them up later. <laughs> Girls, right. give us a call. That's right. <laughs> so we, you're saying we should put up a website called dateericmarzak.com. <laughs> I think we should. Okay. Can Fantastic. you put that together right now? No comment. Yeah, it's probably already up. <laughs> so also coming in, uh, The Guardian, way at the bottom, and a movie that I saw on uh, Monday night, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, how was it? Uh, I don't think it, it is as good as everyone portends it to be. Uh-huh. Um, Portend? Good use Port- of word. Thank you. Uh, th- my issue with it was it was a very, um, I take it it was a low-budget film uh, because it seemed like it. And, <laughs> like... <sighs> Always a sign of a winner. No, the Steve Carell plays... This is the thing that kind of irked me about the movie. Steve Carell plays this guy who tries to kill himself because his... Uh, the the graduate student he fell in love with uh, is actually in love with the second best professor of this French writer. So they make this big deal out of him being gay when they didn't need to even make a deal out of it at all. So like the whole thing revolves around him being gay when it doesn't really need to. I don't I don't necessarily like movies where they feel like they have to make something into a big deal when in real life it isn't. You know, like mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna say that. Using the 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 gayness of the movie is going to attract the fact that it's diverse, and I think that's dumb. People are people; they do what they want. You should just, if it's a part of the story, that's fine, but you don't need to focus on it. That's my thing. Yeah, excellent analysis. Uh, but there are some good parts of the movie. Um, uh, it's a good DVD movie. I would say that. Um, but that's it's that's what I was waiting for. It's not a brilliant like indie underground flick. I, I don't think so anymore. You know, it seems like you're in the minority on that, although I haven't seen I, the picture. I'm sure I am. I didn't think 40-Year-Old Virgin was all that great either. Um, I thought that was about an oh. hour too long. So. I loved that movie. But I'm always... Hilarious. I'm that guy that apparently I don't like uh, movies that other people like, so whatever. Uh, therefore, he has a radio show about movies. <laughs> therefore, uh, I have a radio for- show about movies where I talk about movies that I have yet to see. Uh, so anyway... Uh, movies coming out. Oh, I'm so excited. Rupert Grint coming out with driving mm. lessons. Rupert uh, Grint, that's uh, the guy from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. That's true. Oh, that's And I right. always get yeah. crap uh, every every show when I talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> People like you. Those movies are great and the books no, are great. Way too much. First trailer is going to be out next month for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, by the way. Uh, Does Daniel Radcliffe have a beard? So actually, no. <laughs> they've, uh, Warner Brothers have released uh, pictures from like official stills from the movie and it looks weird like he looks he's grown up quite a bit since the last movie but the thing is he's he's only like 17 or something so um it just doesn't well think about how your body was changing brock when you turned 17 i (laughs) would they they started making the movies they started making the movies when Daniel Radcliffe was 11. Right. And then, Which is when the Harry Potter movie or, uh, story starts. Right. And then there's supposed to be seven years of Harry Potter, and they make them almost back-to-back. Like, yeah. there's not much production break in between the movies. So what do they they think that by the end of all the movies he's going to be 19? That's not so bad. Come on. Yeah, that's We have bad. Tom Welling playing a 18-year-old on Smallville when really he's 28. Yeah. Really? So, well, every yeah, high school. He's 28. He's, yeah. yeah. Lord, Lord on Earth. Earth. 
He's older than the guy who they cast for Superman, and they cast the... Brandon Ruth, yeah. Yeah, they cast him for Superman because they thought that he looked older than Tom Welling. (laughs) And Brandon Routh was like 22, 23, something like that. Yeah, Tom Welling. No, in fact, I know he is. He definitely is 28. Um, And, you know, he can still pull off 18 as long as he shaves four or five times an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, by the way, uh, 432-389-3 or Impact Exposure, it is our screen name. Uh, If you want to get in on the conversation, you are more than welcome to. I would love it if people would just show up to be on the show, too. So if you should ever be interested to just be on the panel. We did leave the door unlocked today. The door is unlocked, (laughs) so you just roll up. If you want to bring us some food, (laughs) uh, You know what? Radio stations I used to work at, uh, commercial radio stations, we used to get in trouble for uh, because you could very easily get pizza dudes to swing by. Oh, Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, hey, dude, look, I'm hungry. It's the XYZ pizza guy. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, coming out, uh, Deliver Us from Evil. Uh, obviously, a slew of Halloween kind of movies. Yeah. Like uh, Saw 3 is coming Grudge out. The Grudge 2. Grudge 2. Which I've terrible. never seen Saw or The Grudge. and I Neither don't. have I. Well, I saw Sarah Michelle Geller on, I think it was. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Buffy the yeah. Vampire Slayer. She was, <laughs> well, she was on, I think, uh, Jay Leno or something last night, or Conan or something. And they're like, yeah, didn't your character just die in the first one? And now you're back? She's like, yeah, I guess we made enough money where they wrote it back where I'm back. A so, movie close to John Fournier's heart, Man of the Year. I'm seeing it. I had a conversation with Chelsea today. We're going to see it this weekend. Oh, looks like Robin Williams, a comedian who hosts a daily show type of show, I guess, decides to run for president and wins. Why didn't they just make it with John Stewart? I think that would have been better, except John Stewart's a terrible actor. Yeah, oh, so, <laughs> which makes it great. Besides, in half baked, in half baked, he's pretty. That's yeah. that also that's candid. Have you ever looked at a twenty dollar bill on weed? weed? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yes, brilliant. He was also good in uh, that question. the substitute no. or something where he gets the pencil through the eye. Oh, the faculty. The faculty, excuse me. Yes, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So uh, here's one thing that I think is brilliant about the Man, man of the Year uh, with Robin Williams. Because Robin Williams, um, usually when you think of a high-profile Hollywood actor, you're thinking super liberal kind of, you know, um, politically... Um, suave kind of you know leftist pseudo suave uh robin williams really isn't leftist or right like i know he's very well liked by both sides of the political spectrum he's smart and he doesn't get i mean there are some guys who make their shtick being political and they're really good at it and that's a smart move for them but what makes robin williams funny isn't social commentary yeah it's It's all the blow that he does right exactly it's just steer clear the political social commentary because that's not his shtick and he's been he's been able to do that really well uh yeah by the way uh if you really want to enjoy an evening uh, obviously lately i haven't had uh uh plans at the evening so i spent a lot of time watching c-span uh which proves my age <laughs> i watch c-span what? quite a bit actually and because they <laughs> so have all like the people, people uh reading uh their you know authors doing book signing tours book tv um, is good man but they also because it's an election year they have all these people um like hollywood style people speaking on behalf of these people running for the senate um, or Congress or whatever. And yesterday, uh, this place in Ohio, this guy, uh, a Democrat, had Luke Perry speak for him. Uh, and it was at a high school. About motorcycle safety. Well, he, it was at a high school, and all these girls went nuts. And I was like, 
how do these girls even remember who Luke Perry was? They were like two when he was 25 or 30 <laughs> and was in 90210. 90210 casts a long shadow over pop, pop culture today. Uh, I, I the guess. DVDs just came out about two months ago. Yeah, I'm sure his charisma has been reborn. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. It's I, like It was the original like teen soap opera, wasn't it? I mean, there was like nothing before that. I'm not an expert. I'm not either. Another I don't, movie. I don't uh, watch shows. Another movie, high profile, coming out uh, <clears throat> on the 20th. Marie Antoinette. Oh, I thought you were going to say James Bond. No, not <laughs> James Bond. Marie Antoinette, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Uh, her God. first full nude scene, uh, but apparently you don't see any boobies. Uh, it's one of those tasteful, ridiculous nude scenes. Well, why do you call it a nude scene? Yeah. You can, well, you can be fully nude, but not show off the goods. I think you should call those <laughs> scenes partially occluded scenes. <laughs> And that gives you an opportunity to look up in the dictionary what, what included uh, means. Actually, That's according to my GRE words that I'm studying, oh, it means to to obstruct. Uh, yeah, that's because if so you... So I'm right on. So you are. I could get into medical terminology, but then the one person that's listening would totally get turned off. So Thromborax. What? No, that's not that's a how word. You, that's how you talk like a pirate. Yeah. Through your thromborax. <laughs> Uh, By the way, the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, I actually said, uh, and Matt Damon in his new movie, The Marine. Yeah, that's not him. No, I know. You want to know why I said it was Matt Damon? Why? Because there there is a little thumbnail of the movie poster, and the dude, if you look at this picture, it looks like Matt Damon. So rather than actually taking three extra seconds to click on the cast list, you decided to look at the half of an inch teaser poster and say, that looks like Matt Damon could possibly also be... Uh, Jimmy Stewart. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. yeah. In the Marine. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I am an idiot. It digitally reanimated him. That's yeah. right. Out on DVD this week. Uh, I can't believe it's the first Adam Sandler movie I've never seen, but the movie Click is out on DVD. Uh. Uh, thankfully, there's not enough pot in the world for me to smoke to enjoy Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is out on DVD uh, this week. Uh, and here's one that I hadn't even heard of. The Butterfly Effect 2. What? Is out on DVD. They've been promoing it a lot. It must be straight television. to DVD. Yeah, it's got to be like American Psycho 2. It's got to be like every Crow movie after the first two. Yeah, because all of them sucked, let's be honest. Uh, if you want to get sh- punched in the face, <laughs> uh, you keep talking. Callers, give us a call at 432-3893 and tell us how much you think the Crow sucks. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> or talk about the snow. Or, yeah, or, or, the or snow. complain about the snows and give me a... A Prairie Home Companion, also out this I did week. not see that movie and I was I disappointed either. that I did not. I'm surprised you didn't see that I know. Movie. I love Garrison Keillor. I really? Actually, He's I so lame. Lohan. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I bet I she's could. sticky in real life. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a movie on E-Bombs World of her in like a hundred different different scenes, and she has the, the same, same facial expression yeah. in every single one of them. <laughs> there's she's a, a plastic person, plastic person who's also sticky. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, in the past couple of weeks, I have been watching a little more television as uh, I wrap up my uh, college career and have a little more free time on my hands when I should be working on my master's thesis, but no. Uh, I'd rather watch C-SPAN. Well, it is a master's thesis in telecommunications. This watching is true. TV is a vital is part true. of the research. I think the past... Uh, 
This week's episode of South Park where uh, Cartman blames Kyle for 9-11. That was awesome. I, it was okay, but the Make Love Not Warcraft episode of South Park is probably yeah. one of the most brilliant episodes I've seen Absolutely. in a long time. Absolutely. That was really great. And the best part was everyone knows someone like that. Like, oh, you yeah. can walk downtown here and there's there's that one place. What's, that, yeah, I can't frag. The Fortress. Yeah. Fortress. I yeah. mean, I With don't know the what tinted windows, so you can only see what's going on at night because the computer screens light up and you can oh, see Oh, you're it. talking about... Okay, see, I'm talking about the, the land party joint. There's the fortress, which is on Albert, and that's where they play oh, the role playing games. And then there's oh, the, frag yeah, the center. fortress, the frag center. Frag yeah. center is where they play the video games. Yeah. I've not been to either one of those two, I nor do it. I have interest. However, I'm good with landmarks. Eric Marzak's lying. Uh, yeah, let's be honest. No, uh, I, the, well, here's the thing. Uh, I have a uh, a graduate course right now where. It's like a, it's a digital media graduate course, and we all had to bring examples of storytelling in. So I brought that episode uh, <laughs> because the complexity of it, and this is this sounds really dumb, and it's totally a higher education uh, thing. But the complexity of storytelling of using characters inside characters for the episode is like yeah. mind blowing. So it's anyway, revolutionary. Uh, it is it is by far one of my top five uh, South Park episodes ever. Uh, and I haven't even really been watching it that often. Thankfully, I found a portal site which allows me to watch every South Park episode ever. Uh, yeah, one of those nice illegal sites. Are awesome. Yeah, well, you know what Ill- ABC does now? Every single one of their shows that gets broadcast right after the broadcast, they put it up for free on their webpage. You can download it. Do they keep it there? Yeah, yeah. But but as soon as stuff watch- starts going on YouTube, they start going crazy. Right. So. What's going up? Google bought YouTube. What's how's that going to change YouTube? I don't even know. Probably I think, make I think it better. Big, yeah, I think it'll be <laughs> so. better. But I think the biggest thing right before um, it was acquired, they made a bunch of deals with like Universal and stuff, um. so their content could be on there. So it's I think that's the bigger deal. Since that like the big, there are only two companies that own all the media in the world. Yeah. Once they get the big companies <laughs> going behind them, I think yeah. it's going to be cool when users Great. are posting a little like you know. That's good because clips. if I. Can I can no longer watch Keith Olbermann rants on YouTube. I don't know what I'm going to do with my free time. There's a great one up right now about habeas corpus. There I suggest is. that everybody look it up. I actually, awesome. I, I look forward to watching Countdown uh, every night. Because, it's so good. I mean, it's so, it, it, it is the opposite of Fox News. It's entertainment <laughs> because right. it's very, very liberal. Oh, it is. But, but it's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's, he's so funny. And the fact that Joe Scarborough... Uh, is right after him, and for those of you who don't know, Scarborough was a Republican congressman from Florida. Yeah. So who isn't really that Republican, by the way? Mm-hmm. Um, he just acts like he, he is. He just acts like it is uh, on MSNBC. But uh, it's it's an interesting uh, an interesting show. But Countdown is always good for a couple laughs. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I definitely will give it. It's like that. a picture. Like the Daily Show is a comedy show that does news. Keith Olbermann's a new show that does comedy. Yeah. It's the other side of the... But, oh, man, is it so funny. You know, John, actually, as part of the YouTube-Google deal, um, YouTube specified that they would keep all of their current employees, at least, and also like they, would, they would keep um, <laughs> all of their uh, executive management structure. Oh, wow. So one point two six billion. That's that's what it buys you. There's yeah. There's like fifty five people that work for YouTube. So 
Nice. If you'd like to get in on the conversation or uh, win a date with Eric Marzak, 432-3893, or you can instant message me. Uh, the screen name is Impact Exposure, as I'm actually getting uh, instant messaged right now by Holly, who is sending me pictures of Fabio and Jeremy. Uh, which apparently she has no other life besides to do that. So Okay. Good for Holly. <laughs> Holly, formerly of the Impact Holly? Uh, formerly of the Impact Holly. I just deleted I'm sorry, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> he just minimized the window. I'm about to see me with five that later. Cool. Hey, John, did you you probably didn't do any of your crazy news today, did you? No. my Here's a good story, though, about my freaking Dell computer. And when I turn it on, it only stays on after it boots up for about 10 seconds before power gets shut off every single time. So that's why I don't have crazy news. I, I have some news. I'm... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Segways, well, you know, you know yeah. I, well, you know, everyone has the instant messenger. I have mine popped open, and I, I think I found a lady who wants a date with you, Eric. Good old Anna wants to date uh, Eric Marzak. Our uh, friend Anna Petrovich. from Dallas. Anna from Dallas. Oh, is she listening? She is listening, apparently. Uh, hello, Anna. Hi. Hello, caller from Dallas. How are you? <laughs> That's right. Fantastic. She should definitely call up, and, and maybe you can uh, put her through some like dating game. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. it, it it's 517-432-3893. That is the phone number. We're going to take a short break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about... Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about Tigers baseball. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about, uh, very quickly, the Harry Reid uh, scandal with big quotation marks. And uh, Halloween, it's coming up. We're going to talk about it. That is up next on Happy Hour on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Impact 89 FM, welcome back to Happy Hour. My name is Brock. In the studio, Jeremy, uh, Eric Marzak, a.k.a. Dr. Kilometer. John Fournier just stepping out because I'm sure he has super important things that he needs Spartan to Spartan of the year business. Spartan of the year business. Uh, so uh, before uh, we uh, took the break, Jeremy, you were talking like you had news to talk about. No, that was it. Oh, wait. Way to go. <laughs> uh, that was a great buildup for nothing. Sorry. So, uh, Halloween is coming uh, soon, obviously, and for those, uh, Jeremy's getting wedded, uh, married uh, the weekend before Halloween. Wedded. What's going to be that true. word? For those of you interested, he is registered at Target and uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, fantastic. Well, there you go, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Halloween usually brings, for me, Halloween is a, there's a lot of like rituals, uh, and I use the word term ritual loosely obviously because i don't want it to be linked to some weird evil stuff uh however uh many things with halloween that i do every year uh movies that i always watch 
uh, haunted houses I usually try to make it to, um, and costumes that I say that I'm going to be but never end up actually being yeah. because they're so politically incorrect that I couldn't actually pull it off. <laughs> so, uh, movies. Do you guys have movies that you watch explicitly Halloween? Like, you think Halloween, you think these movies. No. I'll start off right now and say <laughs> that I, every uh, Devil's Night, I watched the movie The Crow, which, of course, is one of my favorite movies. I swear to God, I'm not a hot hot topic uh, 14-year-old girl. Uh, I've liked The Crow all the ever since it came out in 1995. John, you're going to say something, and I'm sure it's going to upset me, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, but no, it's, the moment has passed. Brock, I watch Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters reminds me of Halloween. Yeah. Is, that based, is, is that based around Halloween? It's Ghostbusters 2 is based around Christmas. I don't know when Ghostbusters 1 is. Uh, no, it's, it's not based around Halloween. Um, however, it's one, set year, in the fall. one year I dressed up as one of the Ghostbusters for Halloween, so I decided to start watching that movie every Which year. Which one? I was Winston. Oh! <laughs> that is so awesome. And, yeah. uh, I was complete with makeup. Uh, for those radio listeners who might not know me, I'm a Caucasian male. <laughs> Which actually, with, yeah, obviously, yeah. was <laughs> obviously poorly socially adjusted. Mm-hmm. So. So uh, for Halloween, I always watch like Evil Dead. That's a great one. Yes. Yeah, Any of the Evil, Evil Dead. Dead movies. Yes, indeed. And uh, last year, we watched like a ton of old, like old, old, old black and white scary movies with Bela Lugosi and stuff like that, which the, were great. The ones where there's 50 movies on one DVD and That's it's right. so pixelated Half that you can't Vincent tell. Vincent Price. Right. You know, God forbid. I I was gonna look up. Um, I there are fro. Uh, Four Crow movies. Okay, here it is. And I could not forget. I went to Wikipedia to try to find the name of the fourth straight to DVD, uh, the Crow movie, uh, and I couldn't even find it on Wikipedia. It was, uh, upsetting me. It was grinding my gears. But uh, there are in fact four Crow movies. I only watched the first three because the fourth is so inherently terrible that the two uh, main uh, names in this movie are Edward Furlong, Edward Furlong as the kid from Terminator Two. Really? Yes. Uh, have you seen this boy? Yeah, that's him. Uh, and Tara Reid. Nice. Good for Tara uh, Reid. Macy t- Gray is also in the movie oh. uh, as a uh, fantastic character. But no, the original Crow uh, takes place in Detroit on Devil's Night uh, in really? two years. Yeah. Well, what? see, the thing about The Crow is uh, it was a comic book first, and uh, they use the term comic book loosely. Uh, James O'Barr, uh, who it was from Detroit, uh, has like this is what's so potent about the story and why so so many real people that are really into it besides the fact that they bought the t-shirt at uh, Hot Topic uh, it's really potent because when James O'Barr was 17 he had a girlfriend who was like the love of his life they were engaged they were going to get married she was uh, killed by a drunk driver ouch completely destroyed his life so he wrote the crow so oh good for him uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the story leaks into that uh, I also think of uh, the old Nightmare on Elm Street movies like the first two fantastic halloween movies the rest not so good friday the 13th there's only what 20 of them uh the one where jason goes to space is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> have you seen that one it's like no she- but i was excited when it came out were you really yeah just because they made it <laughs> jason goes to space and uh, just so you know brock it was on drudge report this week that tara reed got her botched boob job fixed finally yes so it doesn't look like it's swollen salami or pepperoni or whatever if you had not seen those pictures from where she had the uh, wardrobe malfunction it was absolutely she disgusting. was so wasted that she didn't know that her 
breast was completely I would. I showing. don't know if she was so wasted or that they were so swollen and so numb that she couldn't tell. Did you see her being interviewed afterwards? No. She could barely form a sentence, which <laughs> might be the norm. I was going to say, that's. Yeah, did you ever see any of the episodes of Teradice or whatever it was on E? Uh, yes. Thank God for E, by the way. Yes, I did. Seriously. <laughs> what what better way to show how far the American culture has come than to show Tara Reid getting wasted in Europe uh, and taking off her clothes for random dudes? Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, so anyway, uh, also a part of Halloween are costumes. It's a big thing. Uh, back in my undergrad college, uh, collegiate days, uh, there we used to always, once we were of age, of course, we used to go to the uh, Halloween contest at Rick's American Cafe. Uh, and we won two years. And I can tell you, if you want to win, if you want to win costume contests, and you if you're dudes, you got to be a group of about four dudes, uh, <laughs> and you want chicks all over you all night long, dress up as uh, scantily clad chicks. Of course, you got to look like Brock. Well, yeah, <laughs> because it's funnier. But uh, we went as lingerie models to Rick's. There was five of us. We wore nothing but teddies and uh, fuzzy slippers. I could have... I could have gone home with more chicks that night than ever. Seriously. <laughs> it's just advice. That so, must be their their lesbian fantasies kicking well, in. Well, that that's part of my theory that every college girl has a... No, never mind. I can't get into that. Uh, <laughs> I won third Doesn't place violate in the Halloween. FCC rules, Brock. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but you know, I don't want to upset that. Brock, last year I won uh, third place in a Halloween costume contest at The Post As in what? East Lansing. Um, I wore my friend Andy's costume because he, he didn't want to wear it for the contest. Was it the Arctic Explorer? Antarctic one? Explorer. Antarctic, I'm sorry. That was a fantastic costume. I thought you guys did wear those to the bar. I thought Andy Coble did. No, wear Andy, those. well, Andy did, and I wore my The Continental costume. Oh, God. However, we switched for the contest because Andy. The Continental? Yes, The Continental. Would many people actually. Did anybody get that? People just thought I was Hugh Hefner, <laughs> which is close which enough. obviously the likeness is uncanny. Right, uh, and then and then when I talked to people, you know, then they would say, "Oh, you're the Continental," because you know I'd say, you know, "Do you want some champagne and whatnot?" There were these people. At the I'm not going to do the voice now. Okay, that year, that it was last year, right? Yeah, yeah. That we went there. There were these two Ghostbusters, and they had like I'm pretty sure those packs were fully functional. They lit up and made noises, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they were actually there to uh, trap some ghosts. And they had the traps down at their sides. They definitely drove to Los Angeles. Here's a couple things store. to look look for on Halloween. If you go out to the bars uh, for the Halloween uh, contest, look for the two frat dudes who think it's so totally original that they are going as uh the guys from top gun as they're going as uh, goose and uh maverick maverick or Bo and luke duke yeah oh it's to it's god it's so original uh, i've never seen it before and they're always big jerks too uh so anyway oh, offensive bro. costumes uh there's a huge list i was looking online before the show because i wanted to go over a bunch of really really offensive costumes because i think offensive costumes are hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, originally, one year, my plan was I was going to be Superman in a wheelchair. But that was probably going to be oh. too far. And then yes. there were there was talks of Terry Schiavo costumes. Ooh. There was nice. talks of... Uh, nice. Here's the are, thing. are these talks of like costumes you're going through in your head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that I talked about with people. We were trying to figure out how we could make it work. And, uh, you know, the kids from Columbine. Like, things that wouldn't be funny and just outrageous and offensive. Things 
things that would just upset people. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> you wouldn't win any costumes, you wouldn't get any candy, Dude, you wouldn't pick you up know, any chicks. You're chick. over the age of 21, you can't go as a bum anymore, you can't go as a devil or the angel. You can't go as a college guy. Yeah, you know, seriously, if you're going to do it, have fun with it. And uh, Halloween is the one time where we can... Uh, the bar, the chicks can dress as slutty as they absolutely want because it's an excuse. Uh, I and I swear to God, this if you want to see more skin at the bar, you go during Halloween because that but, is when girls dress the most uh, like uh, uh, scandalous. Man, Brock, you know bachelor the, parties the number that one, weekend score. The yeah. number one costume <laughs> that I saw for girls last naughty year nurse? in my mind, not naughty nurse. It, it's brilliant in my mind. They called it the morning after, and this is what it is: an oversized uh, man man's dress shirt and black high heel pumps, and that's all. That is fantastic, brilliant. brilliant. But uh, again, I assure you, if you if if you're into uh, people watching, uh, Halloween at the bars is fantastic. I haven't been to a good Halloween party in a long time. So yeah, we need to have one or something or go to one. What are what are you guys going? Have you guys thought about it yet? Or? I have not thought about my costume yet. Well, are they going to Here's the thing. Your your wedding is the weekend of Yeah, your wedding is that Friday. Well, our, our, our friend Andy has been telling us that he's going to come as a dancing break dancing werewolf. A la to the wedding. A la teen wolf. Well, to, to the reception. Yeah, to their, <laughs> obviously to the reception. Oh, man. We should do Just an impact Halloween character party, at the wedding. Jeremy and I were talking uh, the other day we were in here, and Jeremy and I were talking about how the impact should have a contest for a David Hasselhoff lookalike. Uh, contest. Fantastic idea. John doesn't like the idea I'm at all. I was thinking, we are a radio station. We won't be able to display the winner to our listeners. Well, <laughs> Dude, it's the internet. <laughs> this is how we got on the topic. For some reason, Brock and I were talking about David Hasselhoff and William Shatner as two of the most ridiculous people out there right now. That would be fun to see. We're like, oh man, it would be great if they came into a radio station. Oh, and then we could have all these contests. Like, if David Hasselhoff came in, we could just have the whole station filled with David Hasselhoff lookalikes and how that would be great. And we're like, we should just do that anyway. <laughs> You guys have clout. Can't you get Hoff here? Dude, he's always in Germany. There's nothing we can do. Germans love David Hasselhoff. They do indeed. All right, you guys ready for a really offensive joke that I can tell over the air? Yeah. If you uh, if you don't like offensive jokes, I'm going to tell you to turn the radio off right now. Don't listen. Uh, don't go. I'm, I'm warning you. you if, it, if you get upset easily, um, I'm telling you right now. All right? I'm going to give you a couple seconds. All right. Hey, guys, did you hear a story uh, yesterday? The... Yankees traded one of their pitchers to the Angels. Whoa! Zing! <laughs> oh, come on. Bad Jay didn't quiet. even like that one. Bad quiet. <sighs> yeah, that's kind of offensive, bro. Everything I don't think is it's offensive. offensive. I said if Angels. A, that's a happy thing, right? If there were a baseball team named the Demons, <laughs> yeah. that would be offensive. There's a hockey team named the Devils. Okay, never mind. When you have to analyze a joke and see how offensive it is, it's not offensive or funny. It I it's an 8.6 on the offensive meter. I don't think so. I, it's like two. Come on. It's not about dead babies. Yeah. Which are funny. Those uh, are not offensive. So last because week, I'm a Democrat and I'm not offended by things like right. that. Last week, um, I caught a, uh, some flack from some listeners for being uh, uber-political. Uh, oh, spent, you did? Yeah, we spent a little. Uh, we spent a lot. It was in jest. It was in fun, but yeah. we spent a good deal of time talking about we politics. Did. About forty minutes. Uh, and, and being that there's only a few minutes left in the show, I thought I'd bring this up now so as to limit John Fournier's rants. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> but 
it came out in the news today that uh, Harry Reid, who is uh, the Democratic Senate Minority Leader, leader. Senate Minority Leader mm-hmm. for the Democrats, obviously, yep. uh, had, had a property scandal where he collected some like one point one million dollars on some property he hadn't owned in three years. It makes no sense to me, and is obviously a last ditch effort attempt. Uh, to um, sway voters. John Fournier, your thoughts? Here's what happened. It's not a scandal. Nothing happened illegally with the property or the transaction. It says scandal on CNN.com. Well, okay, I'll I'll take back the word scandal. Nothing illegal happened with the property sale or him collecting the money. Senate rules say that all senators and congressional rules say this too. All uh, congresspersons need to foreclose or disclose, excuse me, uh, to their uh, leadership and to their legislative bodies all financial um, you know, uh, assets. Assets they have, thank you. All uh, pay that they get from outside sources, all of that that they get has to be disclosed for ethics reasons. Harry Reid sold this property that he owned uh, in 2001. And when he sold it, he was listed as a controlling partner in the company. He Part of the transaction was he became a controlling partner in the company that owned it. So he didn't own the property. It wasn't his property. He wasn't collecting any kind of money from it. But what happened was is that the company that owned it, without his consent or approval, because he doesn't have that kind of authority over the company, um, sold the property. And as a result, he got remuneration because of that transaction that was beyond his control. So what the hubbub here is the Republicans are saying that that should his um, you know involvement in the company after he sold the land should have been reported, um, and it's kind of illegal that he collected the money in the way that he did. The reality is that he had no control over the land. He had no control over what kind of money he got or when he got it or anything like that, and all of that information was fully disclosed to the Senate when he made the transaction in 2004. It's just Republicans trying to muck up some scandal uh, with uh, the Democratic leader. And how how much money does Dick Cheney still make from Halliburton? Right. But here's the thing. It's totally okay for for elected officials to make money outside of the Senate. I think that's great. It just all has to be disclosed. And in this case, the details of the transaction were disclosed. And it's just literally it's news being made out of nothing. Literally nothing. Well, something else, uh, news we can consider in the same vein, because it's political and people are making news out of nothing. Uh, A fairly big hubbub made about the fact that not many viewers watched the gubernatorial debate. I didn't. There's a big surprise (laughs) when the Tigers Tigers were on. Yeah. That's what DVR's for. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know. I, I've seen I've seen polls um, as far as like the usual who won who didn't win. The governor um, destroyed him. Uh, I, you know I've seen I've seen people flip go back and forth as to who won as they usually do. Right. Um, and Dick DeVos uh, did flip flop on abortion, by the way. Uh, but which I find interesting. Um, but um, I just they're still going to do another one. It's n- nobody's minds are going to be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, all they're going to do is, it seems to me, all that they do is go out and look at the polls post-debate and say, okay, this is what the people said, so those are the things we need to work about. Or work I'm not sure why the Granholm administration agreed to do more than one debate. It doesn't make sense to it me. It makes no sense to me because the she is just, and I'm, this is no judgment on policies or leadership or anything like that, she is a better orator than Dick DeVos. Well, she's is. a lawyer. For, she's she a Harvard-educated Harvard yeah. lawyer, and Dick DeVos is not. He, he has virtually no 
well-experienced public speaking, you can't expect him to, to compete with the, the way Granholm or with Granholm. I'm actually more surprised that DeVos would want to do more than one. Well, see, but here's the thing: is if Granholm was going to win the first debate, she did, I think, quite decisively. The polls show that. At that point, the only way that she can go is down. Yeah. The only Dick DeVos could only do better, and she could only do worse in subsequent debates. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I can see why the DeVos people would want more than one because they have to debate. They have to challenge for a debate. It's just you know the unspoken rules. They're the challenging. Uh, a person running for the seat, so they challenge for a debate. That just happens. But And I can understand why they want more than one, because they'll do better as the debates go on. Just as George Bush did in 2004, John Kerry creamed him in the first debate, and the last two were, you know, a little, it was little less decisive as to who won the last two. So, I mean, I'm not sure why they agreed to more than one, especially since the Tigers are in the playoffs, because yeah. I didn't even watch the They debate. couldn't. You know, I didn't watch the Well, debate. John, you, you and I both know that these things are hammered out way far in advance, and they couldn't have not counted on the fact that the Tigers were going to be in the playoffs at this point. I, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm The Tigers have been, they were on top of the league the entire season. Yeah. Still, it's <laughs> something, it it's something that couldn't have been fully counted on. And besides, well, you know, there's transcripts of, of it that you can download all over the place. There's DVR. And in reality, you know, I think at this point it's just another opportunity for the candidates to go on record about things. Mm. You know. Well, there you have it. Uh, another fantastic episode of Happy Hour in the Indeed. Books. We were talking earlier about Phantasmagoria. It's uh, right on the corner of MLK and Holmes. It's in Logan Square, 8,000 square feet of... Pure Horror, the website for hours and information, www.882fear.com. I've got a pair of tickets uh, to get in to see Phantasmagoria, courtesy of Phantasmagoria. So it'll be one of the last things we do on the show tonight. 432-3893. Let's do the uh, fifth caller. 432-3893. Pair of tickets to get into Phantasmagoria. Tis the season. Uh, to get the crap scared out of you. You will so, be scared. Uh, that's what I hear. So uh, we're planning on doing that uh, as well. And uh, we got Tigers, we got Red Wings, we got all this stuff coming up. Uh, nobody's going to watch the MSU football game because no. it's Ohio State. It's Ohio uh, State. <laughs> and it's John L. Smith. Yeah. And it's John L. Smith. You can watch some MSU football players beat the hell out of I'll tell you what of you Ohio do. State you just football set, players. Set up a chessboard. And then knock one side all down. <laughs> Fantastic. The uh, the basement. Let, let them do good the first five minutes. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah. The basement is up next. Uh, I see uh, Kate and Amanda as they usually are in the studio, looking disgusted with the uh, words that come out of our mouths. Disgustingly attractive. That's what I mean. So uh, they are up next with two hours of local all the pity music. Pity laughs. I can see them right now. Uh, cool. It's nice. So two hours of local music. That is up next. Thanks for listening. And also, by the way, a quick reminder: www.impact89fm.org. You can now listen to archived shows of Happy Hour as well as other archived information, uh, courtesy of the Impact uh, Online. It's true. Fantastic. Podcast. So you Modern can listen technology. to us uh, screw up uh, in real time on the show on Thursday nights and then uh, relish at our screw-ups uh, later on during your work week or whatever you're doing. Listen later. Right. It's uh, impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening. The Basement's next. It's on Impact 89FM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.